0: Welcome to the Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Lippman. I am with my friends, as always, Emily Cannell and Dan Volpone. My first question is for Emily. Emily, do you have a hangover cure that works in general?
1: No, I think you're screwed because you're almost as old as me. And once you're old, it just sucks.
0: It's not good. I, I, no. I was in my buddy's wedding this weekend, Mazeltov, Mike, and Amanda. They're not Jewish and uh, drinking back to back nights. I can't do it anymore.
1: The only thing that you can do is like preemptively, like alternate beer, liquor and water and like stay hydrated. But once you're past that point, it's a lost cause and you just have to give in and then just know that you're going to hate yourself the next day.
0: Right. And I certainly didn't do that. Dan, do you have a hangover cure? You're a young sprightly man. Uh, just graduated college. So so. what's your cure?
2: Yeah, I like to uh, wake up, take a shower, and have breakfast, and I'm pretty much good. So... Oh, my God. God.
1: Wait wow. till you get old, Dan. Just <laughs> wait and get back to us.
2: You lost me at Wake uh, Up. Yeah.
0: Um, so sure. the Sixers have gone ahead and won all four games this week, which is great news for the Sixers and bad news for Emily in the standings. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, there are four games left in the year. The Sixers played uh four pretty bad teams, but um, you know, Simmons and was it Curry were out over uh uh in the Pistons game. But uh yeah, so anyway, in order the Sixers beat the Chicago on the second night of a back-to-back, and then they beat Houston, and then they beat New Orleans without uh Zion and without Brandon Ingram, and then they beat Detroit. I mean, this is really just getting to the end of the season. Um but great to see them winning, and they they currently are three games up on Brooklyn and Milwaukee as they try to lock down the first seed. Uh, Dan, did you learn anything new about the team this week? And how are you feeling just in general about the state of the Sixers?
2: Well, I definitely learned nothing new. Um, right. This it's getting kind of ridiculous. Like, I'll take it. But like, if I were the Nets or the Bucks fans, I'd be so mad right now looking at me, like the Sixers have played nobody and like they've played bad teams with nobody playing it's kind of awesome i really like it i hope they're mad about it they haven't thrown any tantrums which is a little disappointing to me i really like how the giants fans throw tantrums about everything the eagles do oh my god i wish the nets and bucks fans would start throwing tantrums so hopefully we get some of that (laughs) at some point um but yeah no it was it was a good week um what was the second part of the question
0: um how are you feeling overall about the state of the Sixers oh with, uh, yeah I mean games
2: left I'm feeling good they should almost definitely get the one seed. They're taking care of business against teams they should which is like it feels like the bare minimum but it's I guess you know easier said than done they really didn't do it last year yeah they've been really enjoyable to watch Joelle had a really impressive week um and I think that I'm probably feeling better than I have with this team. I know the Nets had a great win last night without Harden, but like, whatever. Um, I'm at the point where I feel really good about the Sixers against any team but Brooklyn. Mm. And who knows what happens in a single series, you know? Right. Like coming into the year, I thought there were a lot of teams ahead of the Sixers. And um, I was way off on that. Uh, I'm really excited. I am somewhat excited that we have hopefully a really easy first two rounds um we'll play who you know whoever's the the last the eighth seed basically whoever's the last team to come out of the playing game um in the first round and second round it's looking like the winner of the Knicks and the Hawks I know the Hawks are tied with the Heat now but I believe they have the tiebreaker head-to-head and they're also um I'm not sure what the Hawks schedule is but the Heat schedule end of year is brutal they play like you know I think they still play like Sixers, Bucks, Nets, like just a horrible schedule in the year. So I feel good about that, um, that we put them off again. Like I, I really wish I could see the Sixers playing some top teams because we always talk about we haven't gotten that. But the playoffs is not really the time I want to see it. I'll take putting that off as long as I can. So I feel really good that we're putting that off. Um, and who knows? Like I think Brooklyn's obviously the favorite. And even Daryl has said that himself. But um, anything can happen in seven games. Anything can happen before we have to play them in seven games to the point where we might not even have to play them. You know, if someone gets hurt beforehand and the Bucks beat them. And so I I like the Sixers against anyone else. You know, I like them against the Bucs at this point. I think that they're, they're, they're looking really good. It was, it was easy to be, have a great week, I guess, when you play no one, but there's still something to be said about beating the teams that you should beat and beating them thoroughly. So um, I'm feeling really good about the team.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, uh, You know, we'll just see how it plays out at this point, Emily, like if they were not the one seed, it would be a real disappointment. Like if they limp through these last four games somehow, no, I would be shocked if this happened, but, and they, they were sort of overtaken. That would suck. Whereas if we, when we started the year, if they told you the Sixers were the two seed, you'd be thrilled. You know, I think that our most hopeful thing was maybe their third, um, so yeah, Emily, how do you feel? And uh anything from this week that particularly stood stood out to you?
1: Um yeah, I feel good. I really enjoyed new optimistic Dan that has joined the podcast. <laughs> He's so delightful. Like when you said when you were like, Yeah, the, the Nets had a good win without Harden, but like whatever. Like normally it's like, you know, Kyrie's doing this and and you know, Durant's doing this. I just love Optimistic and the I Sixers Dan.
2: I can't like I can't do that to myself. You know what I mean? Like I had a period after it, the man. Harden trade, I had a period after the Harden trade where I was real down, but like, and it's still, you know, it, it would be a tough series to win, but it, anything can happen. Like it would be so nice. And I can't, I can't just like say, you know, terrible. I can't just keep like having the worst thing could happen in my head all the time. I think it's, you know, it's exciting. What's going on just right lean now.
1: Lean into the joy. Great. Exactly. I love it. Um, but yeah, I am I I love this win streak. I love Joel, like Dan said playing. He's doing that thing where like he plays twenty-five minutes and you're like, Oh, like Joel's been playing great, right? And then you look and he has like 37 points and you're <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Like just that like quiet dominance where like he's the best thing on the court and you don't even almost notice it. Um it's been good. And yeah, for the one seed, like, really because of those two Orlando games, like, the Pacers in Miami are not the easiest of the games with those two Orlando games, so I don't even know who's on that team. And if they, I think, like, their magic number, at least over at the Nets, is two, so, I mean, if we don't win those two games, and then we should win one of the other ones, we should get the one seed, If like you said, if we don't, that would be a disappointment, actually.
0: Yeah, um, it's a, uh, it's, you know, as we look ahead and we'll talk about the previews and, and predictions later, but uh, I would love to, you know, get this sewn up, you know, before that last weekend so that we can rest some of the guys, mainly Joel and because uh, he's been playing a lot lately. He Now they've kept his minutes down a, a decent amount lately. Um So I'd love them to, you know, they just wrapped up five games in seven nights and sure they weren't playing any good teams, but that's hard to do. To win all five of those in in a week span, so that's really hard. Um, and yeah, I'm just you know the the Simmons thing seemed to me and correct me if I'm wrong that seemed more like a rest day uh, for Ben and for Seth. Like uh, it doesn't sound like there's anything. I think they called it injury management, which is the new way to say rest. Um, yeah, Emily, did you have any read on that on the guys resting? Do you just think that's just getting them a breather before the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I just think it's getting them a breather, especially the couple games before. Like Seth had been putting up like tons of shots and like been really hot. So I just think letting them, you know, ran more of the offense through him because he was hot. So like just giving him a break. Same with Ben. He was taking pictures of his dogs on his Instagram story today. I think he's fine.
0: Oh, good. Okay, good. He's he needs a few more dogs, I think, before the playoffs start. Um, Dan, when it comes to the Sixers at home, now they're. Let me see what they're home record is because it feels like they're pretty unbeatable. Yeah. So right now they're 27 and seven at home. Uh, Brooklyn is 25 and eight and the bucks are 24 and 10. So to me, a game seven being in one place could really decide a lot of this we saw in Toronto, like who knows how that series goes. If if the Sixers are home there and uh, you know, there are a million things that ended up going wrong in that game. Um, But I think if they can, Hold on to this one seed being home is a real big deal. I mean, obviously it's a limited capacity in terms of the fans at Wells Fargo center. And, um, Emily is sometimes in that capacity, which counts for a couple thousand fans herself. Um, how, how important do you think having a home, uh, the home court advantage that the Sixers have and how much you think would factor in, in a big series in a potential Eastern conference final?
2: Yeah, it's weird to say that's almost been under-talked about, Um, and I think, like, for fair reason, right, like, because everyone's been talking about the difference in the path between having the one seed versus the two seed, and I think that's actually a bigger deal, but when you do get down to the conference finals, I think on a normal year, that would be the big focus, you know, on a normal year where the standings are in a not ridiculous order, and there's more than three good teams in the East, you know, like, when the Knicks aren't the four seed, then you're not talking about, like, you know, the one seed, is, you know, the difference between having to play a team who could basically be favored to beat you or a team that is like just happy to be there and no one thought would be there. Um, and that's the case this year. But I do think there's something to it to say that, you know, in a game seven, if it comes down to it, the Sixers, if they don't blow up these last four games, have home court. I think that's a huge deal, um, especially against, you know, say they play Brooklyn. And I think you know, Brooklyn is probably the more talented team and you're going to take everything you can get. Um, and you know, this, I can't say for personal experience, but the Sixers players, assuming it's not entirely pandering, have talked about it a lot and that, you know, they get fuel from the fans being there. This has been Mm -hmm. a thing for a few years and, and that, you know, the record bears out that the Sixers are, are better at home. They're not the disaster on the road they were last year, but they're still great at home. They're still better at home. Um, And so I I do think it's a big deal. And, and I think it's been fairly not the focus because of the fact that it's the difference between like playing Milwaukee or Brooklyn in the second round versus playing New York or Atlanta in the second round. But yeah, it's important, especially when, you know, hopefully the Sixers, you know, they will be playing teams that they're much better than, and they should get to the conference finals unless something really bad happens i don't want to jinx anything but you know they set themselves up nicely to get there and so once you're playing those great teams i think it is a big deal to have it so
0: how nervous are you guys about a non-knicks or hawks team making it into that four or five right now uh the miami heat have identical record uh they're 37 and 31 uh that's the same as what the Hawks have. For me, like I would pick the Sixers against the Heat. I know the Heat had a great bubble last year and they made the finals. And I just think the Sixers are much better pretty much all around. Um, What I do think could happen is that Miami could make that an annoying series and that they could like drag it out a little bit more than those other two teams. And if you're gearing up for Brooklyn or Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd like as little wear and tear on them as possible. So I wouldn't be devastated if if Miami took the fifth seed. i like you mentioned, they have a really tough schedule. So maybe that won't even happen. But um, to me, it's like, I would rate it maybe a five on importance. Like I would prefer them to not be in there because I prefer to play the Knicks or the Hawks, but um, You know, I'd be very confident that no matter what, at the end of the day, the Sixers would pull through. Uh, Emily, are you about the same with that, or or do you have more of a legitimate fear of the Heat beating the Sixers?
1: No, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I think it could be like there could be some really annoying games. There could be like some overtime games, just where like you don't want Joel to play all those minutes or anyone else really. But I don't in a seven game series like playing the Heat in one game for you know all the all the winnings that would make me nervous, but in a seven game series, it doesn't make me as nervous because I just think that the Sixers are the superior team in that case.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dan, what about you? Uh, Do you have much fear in terms of Miami?
2: I guess I wouldn't call it fear, right? Like, I definitely think the Sixers would win the series, Um, but I do think it's a big deal that Miami is not a team we play. Um, I think that You know, you kind of alluded to this, but I think it's pretty important to not be playing Brooklyn with, you know, mostly Joel tired, you know, having played a bunch of games, having, you know, just grinded out a tough series. I worry less about, say, like Ben. I think Ben is a guy who, you know, whether or not he actually gets tired, he never seems to show it. Um, And so, well, I I think it is a big deal that we don't play the Heat While even though I would still take the Sixers. Um, I would rather play the Hawks if it's between the Hawks and the Knicks. I think the Knicks would be a huge pain in the ass to play. Um, the Sixers haven't lost to to the Knicks in like an insane amount of time, Like, (laughs) like even like a single game, like not even like, you know, a season series, like they just never lose to the Knicks. And I'd still rather play the Hawks. Um, the Hawks might play the Sixers tougher and closer, but, um, the Knicks, like they play tough defense and it's a grind to play them. Like we saw some of those games this year, like they're a grind to play, and I'd prefer the Sixers not have to play them. I prefer them to play a game where they're just out offensing another team and like it's not too hard on the team to score. Like we've seen at times, you know, the Sixers are not a bad offense, especially because they have Joel to go to if they need it. And they're, you know, their rotation guys have really stepped up to us having a much better year as well. Um, and so offense hasn't come as hard as it has felt, you know, like last year, where it felt like it came really hard but the Sixers are not in elite lead offense. You know, I want to say they're, you know, just above average middle of, of the NBA pack. I offense. Think, yeah. Yeah. They're around middle of the pack, <clears throat> slightly above. And so I would not want to get into a defensive, you know, just like struggle. Um, and again, I'm confident we'd beat the Knicks. I, I, I guess we, I wouldn't take us to sweep them because I think that's just so hard to do, but I'd say, you know, Sixers and five in a series like that. Um, and I, you know, I'm much more worried about the Heat. Uh, if we're, I don't want to use the word worry because it sounds like I'm just like scared of them, which I'm not. But I think, you know, I'd much rather play the, the Knicks than the Heat. But I'd yeah. rather play the Hawks than the Knicks because I don't want the Sixers to get in, into a, a series where offense comes hard. And next thing you know, things just feel like they're coming harder after that. I want them to stay in this good rhythm they've been in. Um, and so Hawks are best case scenario. But either way, it's, I, I do think it's a big deal. They don't play the Heat.
0: Yeah, I... Uh... I was thinking about those, the options of playing the Hawks or playing the Knicks and like, I'm super confident that the Sixers would lose maybe once in both of those series, but the level of annoyance against the Knicks would be much higher because they play such good defense and they can just sort of like muck things up. I think way better than a Hawks team that is sort of young and is sort of uh, overachieving ever since Nate McMillan took over. So I would I would bet on more blowouts in a Sixers series against the Hawks than against the Knicks. Emily, do you have a, an opinion on on those two teams? I'm sure you'd least like to play the Heat of them, um, but between the Knicks and the Hawks, uh, who would you rather play in the second round as the Sixers?
1: I would rather play the Hawks. Um, like team wise, the only nice thing about the Knicks is we wouldn't have to get on a plane. We could just. That's true zip up and zip down. And when you're dealing, I know that, you know, they're flying in a private jet and it's not like me flying coach to North Carolina, but, or Atlanta, I don't know. I said North Carolina, (laughs) Uh, it's in Georgia. And, but I don't know when you're seven feet tall, no matter what, I feel like being in a plane is like not that comfortable Mm -hmm. if you're in there for you know two hours. So, and back and forth and back and forth. I think it's kind of nice to be able to just hop on the train and get up there
0: get back yeah and probably a bigger percentage chance of more Sixers fans definitely in in attendance in the Knicks arena again that's a smaller number and maybe it's only season ticket people but yeah
1: yeah I don't know what is the what's the like capacity at at Madison Square Garden right now do you know
0: it's a good question I don't know I think probably around 5,000 or so I'm not I'm not see if we had an intern we just throw it to them and they would take care of it but yeah because
1: no, i know the budget in pa at the end of the month they're lifting all restrictions on mm. everything but that doesn't count philadelphia because we do our own thing so oh
0: also i this i should know this new york city is opening up completely on may 19th oh super so. bold move so it sounds like that might be a, a regular arena then unless it's in a different category but um yeah, I mean that's with obviously Madison Square Garden within the city limits, and so we'll see. But yeah, very weird. In like a two weeks or so, New York is just back. So it's gonna be weird. Um what else? Uh let's see. Reading, moving on. The um, uh, I wanna talk okay, go ahead.
1: I was no, gonna please. talk about something really important. Please. Um, can we talk about Paul Reed's merch? Oh
0: yes. Yeah. Something we forgot in the rundown. Okay, so tell me what your favorite pieces of Paul Reed's merch is currently. Are so
1: currently. in case anyone doesn't know, our friend of the podcast, Paul Reed, has been releasing a lot. He We mentioned it, I think, on when he was on, um, releasing some Out the Mud merch, but now he has, like, a full, short, collared shirt <laughs> set with his face on it, and it has, like, his number... And I, it might say, like, B-ball Paul on it. Um, and it's, like, a matching short and shirt set. And I, I really want the shirt. I really do. I think it would be so fun. And he has some, like, slides. He has socks. He's got his T-shirts. Just really a businessman of all businessmen. And I'm, I love it. I love it so much.
0: So do you know how much these items cost?
1: I'm pretty sure this shirt is like fifty-five dollars.
0: <laughs> Pablo, <laughs> fifty-five. Listen, he deserves but it. I cannot afford. Had that.
1: a thing where if you pre-ordered it with his code, you got ten percent off. So it's like fifty dollars.
0: Oh well, you know what? That's about right.
1: He's giving a discount code for other people. We should have a special
0: um, discount code as friends and
2: family discount. Have
1: reached out to get like yeah. a code for the listeners. Yeah um you should have yeah
2: that would have been great for us yeah
1: besides being a merch mogul Paul also loves getting shots up after the games by himself yes. just working yes. all the time and i love him so much for it
0: he's doing great and everybody just seems to adore him so i i love that he's a sixer i love that he uh called this the best philadelphia podcast and, uh, and I love that he congratulated Emily on her wedding.
1: Speaking of weddings, so another great people, Paul story, which I guess it's like talking a podcast about a podcast, but I was listening to <laughs> Tobias Harris on Danny Green's podcast. Mm-hmm. And they had a question like who would give the worst speech at your wedding? Cause both Danny and Tobias got engaged this past off season. And uh-huh. Tobias was like, oh, definitely Paul. He would stand up and be like, <laughs> 'I'll.'" I don't know why I'm here. Why am I here? <laughs> and Just like sit down, which I just that's love really so, great. so much.
0: I love that. Um, that begs the question, Emily. Which sixer do you think would give the worst speech at your wedding?
1: Ooh, that's tough. Um, I think that I think Ben Simmons would not give a good Ooh. speech at my wedding. I think he thinks he's too cool for my wedding. And I think therefore he wouldn't be as enthusiastic where like, I've seen Dwight Howard interact with the fans and the man lights up. Um, I have a picture of me, Jordy and Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons' eyes are closed in it. So <laughs> it's not great.
0: Just waiting for it to be over.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, Dan, at your future wedding, who do you think would be the Sixer to give the worst speech?
2: Yeah, I think it would be Ben. I think he's seen my tweets. And so mm, that would be a problem. I think he would just, he would have some terrible things to say about him. Yeah,
0: I think that's fair.
2: And uh, Steve, I think what's
1: your answer? Three
2: for three. I think oh, right. Ben is
0: too cool. And, and he's not a, an emotional speaker. You know, Joel talks all the time about how much he loves everybody. And um, Ben, I think, seems extremely well liked on the team, but he is not. Somebody to use flowery language. Love a good wedding speech, by the way. Just me the best. Too. Love them. Um, Dan doesn't like them. Um,
2: no, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I haven't been. I've been to one wedding, and I was five, and it was in Spokane, Washington. And so I, did you me. give a speech? Like, I was five. <laughs> well.
0: So yeah. Stop, start them early. Um, so obviously, the Sixers have been. Really good this year after a very disappointing year last year. And there's a lot of changes that have happened between last year and this year. Um, One of the biggest things to differentiate this year's team and last year's team is the team's record on the road. This year, the Sixers are 20 and 14 on the road, which is the best record, uh, the best away record in the East. Last year, the Sixers' road record. No, their home record was 31 and 4 which is it even looks like a typo
1: <laughs>
0: their away record was 12 and 26
1: i don't remember it being that bad that it's is unbelievable,
0: unbelievable. <laughs> truly yes. 31 and 4 and 12 and 26 what is the deal um
2: it's not that different like
0: so it's here's just my basketball here, right right they, they didn't get there and they start playing racquetball and they're like well what do you expect it's an away game Here's my question. I'm going to give you three options. You tell me what you most attribute that turnaround to. Uh, option one is Doc Rivers instead of Brett Brown as the head coach. Option two is uh, no more Al Horford, no more Josh Richardson, Danny Green, Seth Curry in there. Um, I should have three options here. <laughs> that was telling us the meeting will end in 10 minutes. Let's maybe a few less hypotheticals. Um, So what would you give that to? Would you give it to doc to Daryl or to the internal improvement on the, uh, on the Sixers team? Dan, what do you take?
2: Yeah, I I'll give it to the roster, which I guess you could give to, obviously I guess, you know, you can always give credit all around, but if we're talking about who I'd most give it to, um, I think it's a big deal that this team makes more sense. um, And I think that, uh, you know, it was always weird on the road and, and, you know, if you take the team's word and you take even Brett's word from last year, it feels like you know they kind of leaned on the home fans at times. Um, whereas, you know, this year things work more. And and I, I also, you know, think that a lot of it is the stars stepping up, particularly Joel was having this unbelievable year. And Tobias has been more reliable offensively. Um, and so I think, you know, with with those things, there's there's less of a swing, you know. Um yeah, and just the better fit has helped the role players too. I mean, like all the talk was, you know, road furcon versus home furcon. And, and, and you know, he's just one example, but I think that, you know, he's been a lot more consistent and that has to do with a better fit. So I guess you could call it, you could call it Daryl because he made the roster moves. But I think the fact that, you know, the guys who were the weird fits are out and some better fits are in, even if they're worse in some other areas has caused the team to be a lot more consistent regardless of where they play. Emily, what about you?
1: Yeah, I agree and I was going to say I would give it mostly to the to Joel and just he's you know said so many times that he wasn't having fun last year and whether that's Al Horford's fault probably
2: but <laughs> definitely. Um
1: just like to have him playing at this level, I think a lot of people whether subconsciously or consciously follow his lead and when he's you know taking his game and his conditioning seriously then the rest will follow and this is what happens we're first in the east so
0: yeah the only other thing that i will highlight is i think doc and i love brett i love brett so much but it always did seem so odd to me that they could be this bad on the road and this good at home and it sounds like rah-rah or sort of like a sports movie where it's like he's not getting them up for it, but whatever was happening there, they had no excuse to be that terrible on the road, especially against teams that weren't even good. So I think that Doc definitely handles things in a a particular way, but um, as with all things with the Sixers, it probably does come down to Joel and uh, Doc and Daryl have made things easier on Joel, which is... Uh, made, you know, Joel's leap that much more possible. We are getting out of here soon, but we need to get to the final four games of the regular season of the 76ers basketball team. Um, Last year, of course, uh, last week, of course, the Sixers went 4-0. Emily, I need you to update the standings with a note about whether or not it's possible mathematically for me to win instead of you guys.
1: Well, it is not possible for you to win. Great. It is possible for me to tie, but it won't happen. And so right now, Dan is sitting at 49 and 23, I'm at 45 and 27, and Steve, you're at 42 and 30. But I just want to say, for a while, you were under 500, so you've really come a long way since then, and I'm proud of you.
0: I really appreciate that. Um, And I think that because of that, we should just give me a little boost in the old rankings and make it possible. Uh, Dan, I'm going to make sure that you have to give your picks first so that Emily can have a puncher's chance uh, in this. So upcoming this week, the final four games of the year, the Sixers play at Indiana, at Miami, and then a home, uh, not a back-to-back, but a home sort of series against Orlando twice. Um, So Dan, what do you have?
2: Well, not only do I think the Sixers would win every game this week, but, yeah, maybe they lose <laughs> to Miami. But I love the idea of Emily, if she dares, having to pick them to go 0-4. And so I'm going to say 4-0. Wow. All
0: right. And now I'm going to go because we're going to keep the listener in suspense here. Um, I think I'm going to say that the Sixers go 3-1, and dropping that final game uh, at Orlando. So that, that would have given them an 11-game winning streak. Um, And then they arrest everybody and lose uh, the last game of the year to Orlando at home. Emily, take it away.
1: All right. So because I love the Sixers more than I love winning. Wow. I'm not going to pick them to go 0-4. I'm basically going to concede defeat to Dan because I cannot, in good conscience, pick them to go 0-4 this week. Lose the one seat. I just cannot do it. I will not do it. So I I'm just gonna go, I, I really think they I think they're gonna lose to the Pacers.
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: I don't know why. I just have this feeling. Okay. I
0: don't.
1: So I'm gonna pick them to lose to the Pacers, but I'm gonna pick them to get the one seed. I'm gonna pick them to have what a nine game winning streak and then win those last two Orlando games and go into the playoffs like that.
0: Wow. Well, thats uh, we'll have to see how that rounds out. Now, did we ever decide what the winner gets or what the biggest loser does? No. Well, if you're a listener of the podcast, call in. Let us know uh, if you have any ideas. Unless Tell you us are on a...
1: Locker Room this week.
0: Tell us on Locker Room. We had a
2: great... Please come on Locker Room and ask what we're talking about. And then offer to give us a prize, even though you have no idea what we're talking about. I That'd just... be great.
0: You know, we had a, a few comments on the Liberty Ballers uh, post about that episode, about like this like, the locker room thing was a total train wreck and like putting in quotes of the guy who was like, uh, the Sixers fans need to calm down. They didn't want a championship. And I kicked him right <laughs> off. And then, uh, and then the guy who, who like requested to speak, like I didn't invite him to speak. He told me I want to speak. And I put him on and he goes, yeah, what's what's going on? It's like, what's going on here? But you clicked Let Me Speak. What a great app. It
1: was my favorite favorite thing to ever happen.
0: It's been a great partnership, and I hope it never ends. Um, (laughs) Do you guys have anything else? Before we get out of here, we'll be back this week, of course, with a a locker room sometime midweek. We have a special guest coming up. I don't know that we're sharing the details on that, but uh, I think in between the end of the regular season and the uh, start of the playoffs, we are going to have a uh, another special guest who you guys will be very excited to hear from uh, uh, will be on. And um, yeah, do you guys have anything else before we get out of here? Go
2: Sixers.
0: No. Go Sixers. What a fun time. Good seeing you both. Oh, and, and, and uh, also a little behind the curtain here, I will spring for the10 dollars a month before the next time we talk so that we can talk as long as we want and about as many things as we want. And uh, that that's really the penalty I have to pay is the big loser.
2: Um, but once I pick a school, you're off the hook because then give me wait. Zoom. Someone's gonna mm-hmm. give me Zoom. It's just I don't know who yet.
1: This is why Dan needs to pick a school so we can get Zoom.
2: I know that's such a pain in the ass. Huh? yeah.
1: I'm kidding, yep. make an informed decision.
2: No, Emily, I agree with you. I know you're Think kidding. About the I agree with your joke. That's all, right. all I thought about. I just want a t-shirt.
1: All right.
0: We'll get you an out the mud t-shirt. Good seeing you guys. Oh, okay. Good seeing you guys. <laughs> bye. Bye. I'll see you then. See you then, see you when, bye. <laughs>